Welcome back. Well, yes, baby, with soup and pasta in it. We are the co-hosts of Yale Net Recap Halloween, getting closer Hello, to the date. It's nearly doubles night, so we have a couple more movies left. This is the probably the highest rated movie. It comes right after Yale's. 100% highest rated favorite movie so far. So that's a tough act to follow after we just did Shudder. But we went back to 1968. Why do you mean by that? I don't understand. Your favorite movie that we've watched so far, Shudder. Yeah. yeah, I said that was a hard act to follow because we watched this movie right after that. Oh, yeah. If we would watch it after any other movie, it wouldn't be the best. Yeah. It was really good. Rosemary's Baby. 1968, Roman Polanski. I don't know if it's because of the, the the movie, but my stomach hurts. I don't think it's because of the movie. I think it's because he just ate a bunch of pasta and matzo ball soup. No, it was... I mean, I coffee. I don't know. So the movie starts off with uh, a song. Um, what did it say? Heil Devil? The movie doesn't start off with Heil Devil. No, what did they say in the end? Hail. What? Where are they at the end? But yet? what do they what? say? They say Hail Satan. Hail Satan. That's yeah. Spoiler alert. Part. It's about a demon spawn. And I was assumed, like I would guess like, that the movie is different. Because I heard so much about the movie. You would guess that the movie is different? Yes. I, I would not, I don't know. I thought that it's going to be like the baby is alive and it does weird things. Yeah. Like you'd think that the baby is more of a character. Yes. Like but it's, it's really about yeah. Rosemary having She's a so baby. Cute. Let's go Wait, to the sheets. Is that Roman Polanski? He directed it. Okay. And uh, judge by the cover. It I looks... heard so much about it. That's what I you got no from looking idea. at the cover. I have no idea why I've never watched it. But yeah, the cover is cool. It's like, like I don't know. It's one of those movies that you. Ju- I just heard so much about it. They don't need the cover. Like mm-hmm. I did. What I did see the cover. Yeah, it's just one of those old style uh, baby carriages. Do I want a what? We are lopsided. Oh, now the now your stomach should feel better. So it's just like a roller coaster. Oh. So it's just one of those old style baby carriages looking like the one that the penguin is in from Batman Returns, but on the eve of a nuclear holocaust, because you see just big green smoke clouds behind it, and then a big face of Rosemary looking up at the sky. Body count. Seven. I said three. Yes. Two. The girl who jumps off the building, and then Hutch. Ah, yeah. First kill. I'm pretty proud of this one. Yeah, that's I said 17 minutes and 5 seconds. It happened at 16 minutes and 53 seconds. <laughs> pretty close. 12 seconds. <laughs> I was within 12 seconds. You get it exactly right. Uh, nudity and sex. You I can said, do better next time. Yeah, I know. Uh, nudity and sex, I'll say, I'll say yes. I said no. And there was both. Yeah. Blick ending. Oh, I said yes. I said no. Did you watch the movie? Before? No. No, I'm just wondering. I said no. 
yeah. animal death. And it was pretty bleak. I said, yes, puppy. Oh, <laughs> you're terrible. Yeah, well. I said no. Okay, well, you were right. Yes, the long I said, she's a new mom with a little bundle of evil. You know what I said? Congratulations, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you guessed the gender right. Oh, yeah, I could. Yeah, because I would guess that, like, a baby girl doesn't, like, it's not going to appear in, in a creepy horror movie. The, a baby girl. Well, there's a really... A baby boy is, like, I was thinking about, like, a demonic thing. So. Oh, well, I saw a movie that involves a, a baby girl that's very creepy called Grace. And it's one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. What is it about? It's about a woman who is pregnant and she gets into a car accident and the baby dies in her stomach, but she still gives birth to it and she gives birth in a pool. You know how some people do that with a midwife, not in a hospital? And um, It's not the movie that we watched last year? With... No. And while she's in the pool, it comes back to life. But when it breastfeeds, it just sucks blood and she has to keep giving it blood Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, it's a great, great fucked up movie. I think it was from Canada. So this movie starts off with a sweeping, real cool look at New York City while a song plays that just has, says, la, 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 la. That's the only lyric. And then we see... I understood all the, all the lyrics. <laughs> yes. I could do that at karaoke sometime. Then it's an actor and his wife apartment hunting. The actor's name is Guy. His wife is Rosemary. And they move. They get. They check out this apartment of a previous tenant, and she just died a couple of days ago at a hospital. Didn't die in the apartment. That was one of their first first questions. And all of her stuff is still there. So this is the hustle and bustle of New York City. You got to get on those vacant apartments, especially ones so big as this. And Rosemary sees a, a weird a note. Apartment. Yeah, it looked like the inside of a house, like a big mansion that you would also see in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. What? No, it, it, it there was huge very, rooms and giant bookshelves. Yeah, but that's how they built in like in the fifties. Yeah. Okay. Like in Tel Aviv, like now everything is like just very small because they. they want to pack the more. Yeah. But it used to be like much bigger. Like the the rooms, if you will go to like a one of those like Bauhauses, like classic buildings in Tel Aviv, the rooms are huge. Usually, like you rent, I don't know, like. At least five hundred dollars per month, like a huge room. You can, you can make it like a studio thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so, well, it is worth noting that part of the apartment used to be the neighboring apartment. There's a closet. There's five closets there, and one of them they look at is blocked by this. Uh, <laughs> what do they refer to it again? A secretary, which is just they call it a secretary. And it's basically just a large thing of drawers that is basically the size oh, of a yeah, door. Yeah, I, I didn't understand what they're talking about. Yeah, and blocks a closet. I have to say, since the beginning, I didn't feel like it's 68. That's very impressive. Yeah, it didn't feel like an old movie, because we've watched a bunch of older 60s and 70s movies. and like, I think because it was so well done, it's just Clowns seemed more... from Outer Space felt like much older than this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it was so smart and so well done, which is... Yeah, and this incredible. movie was too. It's like, what? Killer Clowns? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, 
It was almost killer clowns. They're both almost. based on true stories. And then so, the killer clowns were hiding in the secretary. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they have dinner with their oh, friend. No, I think he went to the, to the kitchen at that point. But I love when in movies they move into a new house with only a lamp. They like open the door and they only have a lamp in their hand. I've seen them before in other movies. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I. I mean, I understand the sentence you said. Well, it's not something that I've noticed to, in movies. <laughs> but then in this one, after a moment, they're just having a, a dinner on the floor. Yeah, a little, a little picnic. Them, and they just... And then they make love. Long, yeah, and there's a long scene of them taking off their clothes. <laughs> yes. And so before that, though, they, they have uh, dinner with their friend Hutch. And they talk about... And he talks about how there was some weird stuff that went on that building witchcraft a dead infant found in the basement covered in newspaper and they think oh bad stuff has happened in every place this is new york city and then uh, then they make love in the empty room after they finally move in rosemary is downstairs doing laundry and she meets terry the guest of the couple next door she talks about how they saved her life she was a former junkie living on the street and this, this couple was kind of like grandparents for them she hates the basement. And, and so they agree to do laundry together because it's scary down there. And uh, upstairs, the young couple settling in. And they The walls are thin. They can hear the old couple talking next God door. God bless America. It's just like us. <laughs> yeah. And there. We can't really hear anybody talking, but we hear people I walking. I can hear the people over there sneezing sometimes. I've never heard that. Never? It's the creepiest thing because I've never heard him. I've never heard them like talking. Oh, Maybe. we heard them one time, like, watching The Office. Okay, I think that was upstairs, but yeah. someone was watching The Office near us once. And, uh, what so did you think? Oh, you said I thought it was a band. band. I thought it was a band playing band. downstairs. I, thought I it was... love this band. I was like, it's The Office. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the band off with their heads. And um, they so they come home. They're off. They're out for the night, and they come home, and they see police around there. Someone has just fallen or jumped from the roof or from a tall window, and it's that girl, Terry, and her face is all mashed up. But Rosemary recognizes her because she was wearing this this charm on her necklace. Yeah, she, she was wearing that thing, like a ball full of something. Yes. And it smells bad, she tells her that when they're doing the laundry. Right. She said it's for luck. They gave it to, uh, to her. It, yeah, it's like this weird orb which is filled with. Uh, you write it down. I wrote it down somewhere, but this this is like the scribblings of a madman. It's not. Tr- it, it's not turmeric. It sounds no. similar to no, that. No, it's a, yeah, but it's like putric. Tarek. Tarek. Yeah, it's filled with tarek, which is a smelly root for good luck. And so, the, the that's when she first Rosemary and Guy first meet the couple. But to be honest, I didn't know what to expect the entire movie. So it was like every scene, I was like, "Ah, what? What's going on? What's going on?" Yeah, so it was so this... fun for like, for I think the first, not the first time probably, but but most of horror movies since forever, you can guess what's gonna happen next. In this one, to be honest, I was. Like you were just on there, just, like blue, just for the blue. ride. Yeah. I was like, what's going on now? What's what's going to happen? Like, yeah. What is that? And it didn't seem it like it was really like fun. two hours and fifty minutes. It really didn't seem that it was long. So long. But it didn't re- I don't think it felt that long. But um, so no. they uh, they meet them briefly, 
And then they go into bed and they hear weird chanting coming from the other side of the wall. And, uh, I know this, sir, that was the night before. And then they meet the couple. And then the next day, Minnie, the wife, comes over and she's, she's very New Yorky. She's very nosy oh God, and very talky. So she, she, she comes she just, in. She's a still Joy's um, agent. Very, very great character. Yeah, I will tell you. She needs. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. This. <laughs> did you know if she did any other movies? I want to watch all I, of her movies. I she's definitely such... think she's done many other movies, but she's I don't know. She's such an incredible actress. Yeah, but she might not have played that character type. And no, but it doesn't matter. Like to get into that character type in that beautiful way, and to you can see when somebody is a good actor or actress. Oh yeah, I think all the actors she's in this like, movie were good. But she was just like way too good than others. Like everything that she moved, it was so good. She was very real, annoying character. Yes. Still. And she was the same makeup. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know who that character is from Friends, but it's a popular show. So anybody listening to this perhaps is familiar. No, So she invites them over for dinner and then uh, they... And the husband is kind of on the fence about it, but she convinces him. So they go over and uh, meet their husband, Roman, who talks a lot about where he's been. He's been everywhere. Ask me where I've been. I'll tell you. Alaska. From all the places in the world, he said Alaska. That's weird. Oh, that's this a is pretty... still in the United States, though. Yeah, but it's also... What would you ask? If I'm going to tell you I've been everywhere in this world, ask me if I've been there. What would you say? Have you been to Slovenia? Okay, that's a good one. I would ask like American Samoa. Or something rare. <laughs> Slovenia is kind of rare. Tonga. <laughs> yeah. So they, I would be impressed when somebody would tell me that he'd been to Tonga or something. <laughs> Alaska, it's not impressive. And he is uh, taking. He he's familiar with guys acting stuff, even though he's only done plays and a couple of TV shows. And then oh, I wanted to ask, where is Omaha? Nebraska. She she's Omaha. Oh, okay, that's why I didn't know. I know nothing about Nebraska. <laughs> So they joke about the decor and the place when they get home, but they have to be quiet because they don't want to offend them if they can hear through the walls. She's way too sweet. I, I was in love with her. <laughs> She's so, so, so cute. Yeah, Mia Farrow was very good in this film. So Guy really likes Roman stories. Anyway. He looked like the nature man, if you know him. This is John Cassavetes, who I think is also a director. And he wants to... You the, said Roman Polanski is the director. Yeah, but the guy who played the actor is also a director. John Cassavetes. Directors? No, he's an, he's an actor. There are people who are directors that also act. Quentin Tarantino has been in movies that he hasn't directed. Yeah. and. But a main character? It's. I mean, he's not the main character, but yeah, actors okay. can sometimes no, direct. Yeah, And... Um, so he wants to go back over there the next day, talk more, probably get his uh, confidence stroked from Roman more. So he wants to go back the next night. Uh, Rosemary does not. But she does. They're very annoying neighbors. <laughs> like, after this movie, I was like, I wish that none of our neighbors would ever talk to us. Okay. Well, just to avoid that. Well, I don't think you have no, to worry kidding. about that. I'm kidding. I'm very nice. Like, I, I don't like when people ignore me. Yeah. I say hello and smile to them anyway. You should just... Um... <laughs> Go, go next door and bring a friend door. over and sit down and immediately start oh knitting. Oh my god, that was such a funny scene. We want to meet Guy. Told Can Laura, we come in? Laura Louise, all about it. She, But Rosemary notices that, that in the house, all the pictures were taken down because there were like clean spots there. 
And then uh, that was kind of weird. So Rosemary answers the door the next day, and it's her and her friend Laura Lee who come in. Uh, her friend lives on the 12th floor. And they immediately come in and start knitting. And a guy gets a call, and he learns that the actor he was an understudy for in the play has suddenly gone blind, and now he has the part. But I have to say that it's such a funny thing that like those, those stories when you're like nice to somebody and then it gets stuck with you and it doesn't like you always need to be careful like she was so sweet she's like me sometimes I'm very nice to people in this neighborhood and they just keep talking to me even if I don't have time or I don't. yeah because some people don't know don't feel like the vibes and, and she just like she didn't want them there but she couldn't say get out right yeah so she just wanted to chill let's do a record and <laughs> she begrudgingly took the record off and heard her just chitter chattering with her the whole time they were knitting <laughs> and then i just imagine our neighbors <laughs> would knock on the door can you come in that would be good and then minnie gives her a present which is a good luck necklace which is the same necklace maybe not the exact same but i think it was the exact same that I terry had on she when she it, died it yeah Terry's. yeah tannis root and uh and and then Rosemary feels weird about Guy getting all the success all of a sudden. She's talking about it in therapy, and it's preoccupying her. And so he kind of realizes that he's been a dick. He gives her roses and apologizes. And he says, you know what? I want to start having kids. So they have a romantic dinner, which Minnie interrupts, but doesn't come in. She just drops off two desserts. Rosemary notices that there's a weird undertaste to it. And then she dumps like half of it on her napkin to throw away and starts feeling dizzy and collapse and this was like a really cool dream sequence that happens she's on a bed in the ocean and it looked like john f kennedy was on there and then he turned into her therapist and her friend hutch couldn't come on the boat because he's not catholic and then guy takes her clothes off and uh she's naked and being raised up to like the ceiling of a church, like where Michelangelo made the famous paintings. Is that the, um, do you know the name of that church? Is it in Italy or France? It's not in France, it's in Italy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I know also how it looks like from the outside. I think we're reference for this one. This, was like it the Sistine pictures. Chapel? Is that it? The Sistine Chapel? Yeah. I think that's it. But uh, but also like those paintings are everywhere. Like they redo them yeah. from different places. Yeah, this did not look like the authentic. I don't think that they went to the Sistine Chapel and got permission to Maybe shoot there. Did. But it's all a dream. And so she gets she's naked and the the captain sends her below deck and then she's on this bare mattress surrounded by elderly naked people from her building. And including Minnie and Guy, who are standing there. And Minnie tells Guy that she's not awake as long as she ate it all, which she did not. So she's having doubts. Like This, this is kind of half real life, half a dream. It, it could be that her imagination of what is actually going on. And they paint her naked body in red paint with weird symbols. And then you see hands of a, a creature, Satan the Devil, and... Uh, fucking her while people are chanting and then the pope comes in says he's he's responding to a mouse bite because she calls the moose chocolate mouse 
and the on his ring he has Terry's good luck charm. And she wakes up the next morning very naked and scratched. Yeah, she's all scratched up. And guy says, uh, "I'm sorry. I, I'm filing my nails now. I didn't want to miss baby night." Like a night that she was ovulating. And then he said it was kind of like cool, the necrophilia feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then he's like, I was a little loaded too. So she felt a little bit weird about a guy just having sex with her passed out body. But it's the 60s, so they just don't say anything about it. And then Guy is practicing with his crutches for his role in the play. Have you done that? Had sex with a girl who was unconscious? I'm talking about me. No. Why, in general, you did it? No, I've okay. never done it to anybody. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so creepy. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've done that. No, I'm kidding. <sighs> With you. Oh, yeah? I'm always dozing yeah. off. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. It's terrible. That's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Rigor Mortis. We learned that this month. Yeah. Uh, so Rosemary is saying the guy hasn't been looking at her, and he's just distracted in his role. Then she gets the news, boom, that she's pregnant. So she, and then Guy finds out, and he wants to tell Minnie and Roman immediately. And they burst in, and they start showering her with uh, adoration. Wine. Yeah, they, they bring, bring her wine, wine immediately, and they toast to a healthy baby, which yeah, is kind of funny. That's so yeah, I was wondering if, like, in those years, it was still, like, they knew already about the consequences of, like, don't drink. Yeah, I don't know. Be pregnant. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, a newer thing. Because you can drink, like, yeah, once in a, a while. Glass of wine, don't drink know. a lot. Don't get drunk. Like, don't drink more than a glass or something. But also, there are, like, so I bet there's some pregnancies that the woman was drinking and the kid Yeah. Not fine. Like, it's more than that. I don't know. Yeah. So... They find out and they start recommending an obstetrician for her and all these doctors. Only the best doctors for you, dear. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night. She can't sleep. She puts on the necklace that Minnie gave her. The doctor tells her, can't take vitamins, but Minnie will make a shake for her to drink every day at 11. And then uh, she goes home and gets a, a what is now known as a pixie haircut. And she says she's been to Vidal Sassoon. And everybody hates her haircut and is super... She looks like a little boy. They're super adamant about it. Do you think I should get that haircut? I've never had that. And I always wanted. It's very 90s. Okay. Well, if you want to get that haircut, Why like, do you, you think it's going to fit me? I look like a boy anyway. I don't know. I don't know. How can I say? I've never seen you with very short hair. I did show you whether, pictures of it... with spikes. <laughs> okay. Why don't you just get that then? What? Spikes? Yeah, get spikes. But the hot dogs. And, and so she's pregnant and she's drinking these shakes, but she's having these pains in her stomach. And this is November. And the doctor says, it's just a normal. It's your, pe- your pelvis expanding. It'll be a couple days. And so guy comes home, starts criticizing her haircut. She cooks steak Barely. This is mostly raw that, that's meat. That's for sure. Like, don't do that. When yeah. Pregnant. A glass of wine. Okay, we'll give that. But, but a rare steak. Like, no, no, no. no I mean, no. pregnant women have weird appetites, but this is too weird. What it's, do you mean? You don't eat like for the baby. It's not. It's dangerous. Oh, I'm not. I'm not advocating it. I'm saying pregnant women have weird appetites. I didn't say anything. Yeah, but do you know that it's like 
Don't eat rare, raw things. I know you shouldn't eat anything that's dead anyway, because vegetarianism is the way to go. No, when you're pregnant, when you want to have like meat, okay. eat it well done. Okay. Because then otherwise the bacteria is, I don't know. Yeah. Something. yeah, okay, makes sense. I'm a waitress for many years. Women shouldn't eat like eggs sometimes that are like not, like not pasteurized stuff. I don't know. There's... Don't eat fertilized eggs if you're pregnant. And so she's Kinder's egg. She's super pale and she doesn't go outside. And Hutch, her old friend, comes by to also shit on her haircut and comments on her weight loss. And it's it's weird that she's losing weight unless she's pregnant. Also, I don't know if you realize, but her eyes were like she had like dark circles all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks real bad, and her haircut looks fine. And then uh, you like it. Roman from next door comes by to see if she needs anything. You like her haircut. Yeah, her haircut looks fine. And so he comes in and he meets Hutch and uh, they talk about Tannis Root. And Hutch is like, hmm, i got to look that up in the encyclopedia. These are the days before the Ooh, internet. Oh, I have news. Oh, breaking news. 2020, The Grudge. January 3rd. Oh, they're remaking it for a third so. time? It's Canadian. Or second uh, time? Canadian, United States. Okay. I don't know. It's right. weird. All right. Well, there's the news update. Um, without Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's weird. So, um, Roman comes by, blah, blah, blah. They meet. Rosemary notices that Roman has pierced ears. She thinks that's kind of weird. And then Guy comes weird. home and interrupts them hanging out with a, with a big carton of cigarettes. His makeup is still on from the set of the TV show because they're in the middle of a, of a rewrite. And he says, oh, Hutch, I think I have your coat here because it's not mine. And he gives him the coat, but it's missing a glove. And then Hutch leaves and he calls her later while she's resting in bed and uh, asks her if she's been going out. He says, she says, no. And he says, well, I want you to meet me at 11 tomorrow at the Time Life Building. I don't want to talk about it on the phone. So she tells Guy. He's so sweet. And Guy's like, oh, okay, that's weird. Well, I'm going to go out for an ice cream cone. Do you want one? And so she does. And then uh, she runs into... Oh, Minnie, the next morning on her way out, she says she's going to meet a friend, so she's going to skip her drink that day. She goes outside to the building and is waiting for Hutch. He's not there. She's feeling real shitty. still been in pain for months now. Or maybe two months now. Excuse me. Ooh, it just came out. This is like right before um, Christmas. So she calls his What's apartment and uh, and finds out, well, if you're listening to this podcast right before Christmas, my burp came out on Christmas. She finds out that he fell into a coma early this morning. So Rosemary has walked around more. She's all fucked up. And so, oh, what a coincidence. She sees Minnie on the street who immediately says that they should go home. And so she takes her home. And the next thing you know, we're at a New Year's Eve party. 1966 it's being rung in and rosemary is in the kitchen eating raw liver could, could you tell that's what it was the what she was eating with her hand liver oh yeah it, i wasn't sure if it's liver but it looked like something like an inside thing yeah and it's some sort of an organ organ meat maybe the grossest phrase ever Ooh. and uh so whatever it's this is a new year's eve party filled with old friends 
I mean, elderly friends and other people from the building and the doctor for some reason. And you could tell Rosemary is feeling frustrated, feeling weirded out. She has to be in the house all the time. So she tells Guy that she's planning a party for all of her friends she hasn't seen in a while. Basically, the rule is you have to be under 60 years old. And then while she's getting ready for it, Minnie comes by to deliver the drink. And she tries to intrude and offer to help for the party. And Rosemary's like, no, no, I'm not going to. I don't need your help. Also, I get nervous when people watch me cook. So she politely gets rid of Minnie and uh, then pours the drink down the drain. And the party happens. And all of her friends are there. And they're all in agreement that they don't like her haircut. And by the way, the raw liver is a real thing. So it says Mia Farrow actually ate raw liver for a scene in the movie, despite being a vegetarian at that time. Wow. That's dedication to the craft. At the time, probably after she ate it, she was like, mm, I love that shit. She got a thirst for blood. Oh, poor Mia Farrow. The sacrifices that she made. Did this movie win awards, by the way? Oscars? Can you check for that? Yeah, I will check for that too. It was probably definitely nominated, but... That was one of Stanley Kubrick's favorite films. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And, uh, yeah, the party, she's, you know, talking to old friends, and uh, and they all encourage her to go see another doctor. They This is January at this point, and she's been feeling pain since November. And uh, and so she gets in her head. That's what she's going to do. Oh, and by the way, she's singing the la la la. la oh, really? Okay. That's cool. Yeah, cool facts. So Guy hears this news from Rosemary and he freaks out about it. And he says, it's not fair to Dr. Saperstein that you would go to this other doctor. And they argue. And in the middle of the argument, her pain suddenly stops. And she feels the baby kicking. And then... There's a montage of the next couple of months of her driving around. Minnie's giving her shakes. She's drinking them. They're preparing the baby room, putting the clothing that the baby's going to wear up. And uh, she has got her color back. She's not as pale and no more bags under the eyes. But then she gets a call that Hutch is dead. Finally succumbed to the coma he was in. When they're at the funeral, Hutch is... There, there is a... Heatedly disputed rumor. Heatedly? Heatedly. Yeah, it's like a big time argument. Yeah, the like Sharon Tate discussion. appears unveiled at the party Rosemary gives for her young friends. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see her. No, I did not. I didn't notice that either, but I'm surprised it's like a heated debate because you should be able to figure that out, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she would show. Yeah. Um. So she meets the caregiver, the person that she called the night that she was supposed to the the day that she was supposed to meet Hutch, and he says that he he regained consciousness briefly, and insisted that I give this book to you, and he said that the name is an anagram, which is letters rearranged to make something else to spell something else. And then, so she opens the book, and she the first thing that she sees is that the fungus, the taric in her necklace, is also known as... What? Do you remember what it said? What the fungus in her necklace was? 
the Tarek, what it means. It's known as the Devil's Pepper. Ah, yeah, I didn't see that. And then the book is called All of Them Witches. So she busts out the Scrabble pieces as she starts making amigrams of all of them witches and nothing really pops out. I mean, she could spell a bunch of stuff, but it doesn't really save her. And then uh, the author's name is Stephen Mercado, who is uh, like a, a famous witch or something, and uh, rearranged the letters and it spells Roman Cassavetes. So she starts freaking out that it's her neighbor who is a witch. And he wrote this book about witchcraft and all this crazy shit going on. He share, she shares the news with Guy. He doubts it. But he, uh, he listens to her and she tells her that they use blood in their rituals. The most powerful blood is baby blood. She wants to sublet the apartment and get out. He does not want that. He doesn't want to even read the book anymore. He tells this to Dr. Saperstein. And uh, he tells her Roman... Every time they say Saperstein, I think like self-esteem. <laughs> well, this guy has a pretty high uh, self-esteem, I think. He's got a pretty high opinion of himself. He tells her Roman has months to live, and they and he's going off to visit some of his favorite places, probably five towns in Alaska alone. And so she's nice to him before he leaves. She doesn't cut him off completely like she wanted to in the previous scene. And we see them leave in a cab and then uh, find out the guy threw the book in the garbage. Rosemary wanders through traffic to a bookstore. So this thing, another trivia thing. So she was walking in real traffic. Yeah. And Roman Polanski is holding the camera because he was the only one that decided to do like he was Took that to risk. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, and she was so scared, and he told her like nobody's gonna run over a pregnant woman. Just go, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good director. Uh, yeah, just risk your life. Mm. I mean, nobody was just art here. Nobody was distracted by their cell phones in 1968. So yeah, and um, so she goes to a bookstore, buys some new books. She calls the actor that went blind and she mentions... Another thing, mm -hmm. so she was told that somebody is going to answer the phone. She didn't say, like, they didn't tell her who. And the entire phone was to try to understand who she's talking to. And that confusion, that's what Roman Polanski wanted. Oh. So it looks great. Yeah. And so calls up the, the guy who guy got the part of the person went blind and she mentions that she has his tie and that they traded ties but it was an accident or something and and he he'll give guy back his tie and then she starts just abruptly ends the phone call she's very confused or she just made some realization and then she gets the fuck out of there she packs a bag to leave she's going to the doctor's office sweating in the waiting room reading a Time Magazine issue that says, Is God Dead? And the receptionist compliments Ooh, and her also perfume. another thing. Yeah. The baby was due to June 6th. 6, 66. 6, 66. Yes. Ooh. No, Ju June 28th. It was like June of 66. So it was like 66. Oh. It's cool. I didn't think about it. 
Yeah. Because they did say something about their like year 66 or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was New Year's Eve, 1965. So she's waiting to go in and the receptionist is just making small talk, compliments her about her, her uh, perfume. And she says, yeah, I got rid of the old, the Tarek. And she says, oh, maybe you can convince the doctor to do that. And then something clicks in her head. Oh, shit. Maybe the doctor's involved in this. So she says she has to go talk to her husband in the car. And then she gets the fuck out of there. And she calls up her other doctor after this very tense phone booth scene. And starts telling him that there's a plot against her. And they're going to try to make her give up her baby. They're witches with spells. And he listens to her. And he says, okay, well, we can meet in my office. And she keeps going on and on about it. And the actor is Charles Grodin, who is known for comedy. He's he's a legend. Tells her to go lie down. And she takes a nap. And she wakes up. And Dr. Hill lets into the room Dr. Saperstein and her husband, Guy. And she is helpless and hopeless at this point. They take her back to the apartment right before she gets on the elevator. She dumps out her purse and they bend over to pick the stuff up. And then she runs into the elevator and goes up to her apartment, locks the door just in time. But then the doctor comes in with the needle and pretty much like a group of old people from the building come in and they hold her down and sedate her. And at this point she goes into labor she wakes up with Guy over her, and he says, it's a boy. She passes back out. She wakes up again, and there's another weird old lady reading Reader's Digest with a magnifying glass next to her. She asks where the baby is. Lady. Yeah. She asks where the baby is, and she says, I'll, I'll get the doctor. The doctor and Guy come in, and they said there was complications, and the baby is dead. And then Guy's like, wow, you were really hysteric, talking about witches and stuff. The doctor said that's called prepartum which i've never heard of but postpartum depression is when women feel very sad and suicidal after having a baby so prepartum is just hysteria in a different way and um he says so it won't affect future births we could start again in a couple of months i'm gonna move to beverly hills and she wants to see his shoulder so it is an Oscar winner for the best actress in a supporting role for Ruth Gordon. She did. Mini? Yeah. Oh. And best writing screenplay based on material from a Yeah, medium. best adapted screenplay. Roman Pol- oh, that's a nominee. Oh. And Go- Golden Globe best supporting actress, Ruth Gordon. Golden Globe nominee for best actress for Mia Farrow. She didn't get it. And I'm looking for like awards. Yeah, those are the big David ones. David D. Donatello Awards. Best Foreign Actress. And Best Foreign Director. That's cool. That's really good. Yeah. And um, so he shows her shoulders. There's no weird symbols on them. But then she hears a baby crying through the wall. And she's wondering if she's losing her mind. And they're taking care of her. They're giving her pills. She starts taking the pills and hiding them. And they're pumping milk from her breast. And Laura Louise says, oh. In a very weird, how do you call it, pumper? Yeah, this old glass <laughs> pumper. And she says, oh, we're just going to throw that away. So she goes to put a spoon in it. And they're like, no, no, that's no good. Don't put that in there. 
just seems, for organizing. Seems, she was not a good actress. Seems suspicious. She annoyed me a little bit. And so she is becoming more paranoid that they took her baby and they're living next door, even though Guy said new people moved in and they also have a baby. And uh, so she, when they leave, she goes into the originally walled off closet that used to be part of the house and there's still a keyhole in there. And she looks in and then she grabs a knife and goes into the apartment and observes all the creepy paintings that were taken down. And then you see the usual creepy old people and guy having a cocktail party. And there's an all black baby crib with an upside down cross hanging above it, like a mobile, which you would normally see little farm animals or airplanes in. And, uh, she goes over. This baby is mature. (laughs) And she like, she like yells at some people and they're all taken aback by her being there and her arming herself with a knife and she looks at the baby. She says, what have you done to his eyes? And then Roman says, he has his father's eyes. And they said, I, guys' eyes don't Can look I like that. Can I say a few things that of I course. didn't say from my notes? Yeah. So, first of all, after she cut her hair, she looked just like Beverly Marsh from the, from It, part one. Okay. Right? And I don't I remember, I don't remember having her having. When she's a kid. I don't remember having short hair like yeah, that as a did. kid. Yeah, she did. She had like okay. a very short hair. And beautiful, both of them. And we didn't talk. Did you mention the the mashoki, the, the whistle? No. <laughs> well. I need that just for fun. <laughs> it's gonna when whistle yeah. on like drivers. She yeah, that's how she that's how uh, so Minnie cool. hailed the cab when she saw her on the street after Hutch didn't show up. She whistled to the cab to pull over. Yeah, but she just took it out of nowhere, just like. Yeah. There was a guy named. Like she was a bellhop at a fancy hotel. Yeah. I see them use those. And then another very funny moment after the party that they do for the young people. There's a huge mess. There are like cigarettes on the floor. It's such a mess. And then guy is looking at her. Is like, all right, do you want to leave? Do you want to move? <laughs> and I love that moment. It was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say that it's great. It it reminded me. I watched recently an article. Like it's like a. I don't know, they did like an article, an article, like a filmed article. A, st- a filmed story. article? Yeah, like no. a story. You'd say like he, a story was... Yeah, about crazy rabbis that, like, I watched a couple. There was one that like a crazy rabbi sell babies in like from Israel to United States. So if a woman wants to get an abortion, they offer her a lot of money and they just send her to give birth in usually Brooklyn or... Or there was a, they mentioned like Monsi in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And she gives birth and then they sell the baby to like very religious people that can't bring kids. So basically for them, it's like a good deed, but it's, you don't do that. It's not the way to do that. Yeah. And so there was that story that I was, made me think about it because it's real life and it's like fucking terrible. And then beside that, there was another thing that, like when guy was involved in that, I was like, I was wondering if he was into that before they moved or probably not because he didn't know where they, she decided to get the apartment. She said like, oh, I like this one. And he was like, yeah, that's more expensive than the other one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I like this one. So I was thinking like maybe he's part of it at some point. And there was uh, another story that I was. Uh, well, can I tell you where I think he became involved in it? 
when he went over the night after they had the dinner yeah. to talk more, I think that's when they said, listen, we no, could... No, because before that, when she helped her to do the dishes and they were sitting smoking cigarettes together. Okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe that. And then it was like, I want to go back there to listen to more stories. Yeah. It's very interesting. But it reminded me of another story. There is a, a crazy rabbi in Israel that controls people's life. And there was a story that I... A mother of somebody that, that just died from cancer went against this rabbi because this rabbi for six months told her daughter, no, you don't need to go to, to see a doctor. You're fine. You're fine. Just stop. Like, just eat that and that and that. And she was like, she forced herself. Drink this shake at 11 a.m. Yeah. And mm. she forced her. She died at some point. Like, after six months, like, the mother went to see him and yell at him. She wasn't religious, but the, her daughter was, like, super religious, like, yeah. crazy religious. And the mother wasn't, and she went to talk to the, the rabbi, and she was like, please, it's my daughter. Tell her to go to see a doctor. She doesn't listen to me. She doesn't listen to anyone. Only to you. And they paid him like $200,000 to that person. Wow. And he tells them what to do. And the daughter, like, you hear her like, no, but he said that they can't go. Like, I can't go to the doctor. So it reminded me of those things. I was like, wow, that's... People sometimes, like, locked in their brain to something, and it's so crazy. Yeah. So it did, like, made me feel like a real horror, like real life horror. She's crazy. So she goes over to the baby and that's crib. It. These are my, my notes. And then Roman says, well, it's not Guy's eyes. It's his father. Satan! <laughs> Satan's the father. The baby's name is Adrian. And Roman encourages her. He's like, you can be a real mother. You don't have to join with us. You can see how Just it goes. Just be the mother. And then Guy says, oh, but come on, they they promised he wouldn't be hurt. And they're giving us so much stuff. And she spits in his face. And then Minnie gives her tea. There's not anything in it, honey. It's just Lipton tea. And then Lori Louise is rocking her too fast. And Rosemary comes over. It's like, get the fuck out of there. Let me rock the baby. And then the party goers gather around. And then she looks at the baby for the first time, really, as a mom, like accepting that. Yeah. Did you think? I thought that she was going to like stab the baby or kill yeah, it. or throw it at the window because the window is like right behind. No, him. I didn't think about like a window. I was thinking like stabbing him. Yeah. But nope, she didn't. But no, she accepted. Very bleak ending. She's gonna love Adrian. Yeah, it's still her son. But yeah, great movie. And this, and this is all done. La 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 la. la, la. No. You can put the volume down for the ads. No, so. okay. No ads on our podcast. They don't pay us. Yeah. That's what I wanted to show you. Hi, uh, Look. I'm here to see Estelle Leonard. Just a moment. Let me see if she's in. Hello. <laughs> she's just said. She looks the same, too. I know, I know. You weren't expecting someone so fantastically beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I love friends so much. Yes. So that's the recap of Rosemary's Baby. If you haven't seen it, well, you should see it, even if we just spoiled everything for it from you, because it's, uh, it's pretty much a masterpiece. Yeah, it's, it's better to watch it than listen to us. Uh, well, you know. Yeah. So that's it. We got two more days left. Tomorrow's movie I am not looking forward to watching at all. Why? It's a cult. Yeah, I don't want to see this. We're going to watch Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Which is a cult that I do not want to join. 
I'm all team Satan, baby, not cannibals. This is a movie that even as a kid that I wanted to watch fucked up things in video stores, like looking at this gave me me the feeling like, "Ah, I shouldn't be watching this. And so that's why I selected this last on the oh, on the list. So. You know that the last is the most exciting. Well, it's not the last movie we're going to be watching. We're still one unnamed movie away from yeah. closing off the month. But Cannibal Holocaust is the last of your picks. Rosemary's Baby is the last of my picks. And then, well, I mean, we're really good. I'm really going to let oh, you yeah, pick the other one. We just finished your, your movies of the month. There you go. Wow, well done. So sad. Okay, I have a show. I need to go. All right. Bye, Bye, everyone. Follow Yelma Recap. Leave a review. Tell a friend. Kisses. Hail Satan.